Hey, Pete, how you doing? Hey, Larry, I'm doing good. How are you? Very well. So you're at your shop now, and thanks for taking the time. Uh, I'm talking with Pete Steinke. Uh, Pete Steinke is the owner and operator of uh, Go Electric in Dundas, Ontario. In his store, he's got e-bikes, he's got mobility scooters, open frame scooter style. Uh, you've got you got a lot of stuff going on at your shop, Pete. Yeah, we 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 you know what we've been blessed through this COVID uh, nightmare, um, like some small businesses that our products and services are in demand uh, because you can't go anywhere, you can't go on vacation. So getting out and getting some fresh air uh, is is uh, a viable alternative to not being able to go on your two week vacation to Hawaii. Well, I would imagine people that normally uh, would take public transportation too, all of a sudden looked at an e-bike as a much safer uh, way to travel as well. And, uh, and you know, I was talking to, uh, to one of my friends, we were talking about the cost of ownership of owning a vehicle and owning a car. I mean, that is such a luxury item. It's roughly, because you figure it's about $350 a month for finance charges. You know, you're paying you. Uh, then yep. you've got it. Then you've got insurance. Then you've got gas, and you've got maintenance, and you've got uh, depreciation, which is huge. You know, once you take the car, a new car off the lot, or even an old car, and it's roughly about a thousand dollars a month for for the pleasure of owning a car. So an e-bike would be, I mean, a very inexpensive alternative if you have short commutes. Like one of our friends, Pete uh, Joel, a uh, school teacher. He takes his e-bike, it's like a 15, 20 minute ride. And for the last 10 or 12 years, he has saved himself because he doesn't own a car over $120,000 in, in expenses, not having a vehicle. Yeah, it, it, it seems like a bargain at that point. You know what, let's face it, we're all tied to our vehicles. We, we do need that car. So you're not always going to have a number like $120,000 over 10 years. Um, but it brings a lot more into your life because, you know, instead of hopping into that car, you're, you're taking a trail, you're going out and you're exploring. And if you have an electric bike, as you get older, you know, those rides get a lot harder and, and you don't explore as much as you would when you're in your 20s. So now we, we can go anywhere a young person can go. You know, a smoker, a person with a bad hip or a bad knee, they can hop on their bike and they can go explore Dundas Valley around here. Um, and, and we're having a blast doing well, that. Well, if you remember, Pete, what, it was 2006, I believe, in November, uh, you and I met. And uh, we were the first uh, to bring in a container of e-bikes. It was during the pilot program. And... Uh, and we had to do a lot of educating. Uh, as a matter of fact, even the police or the Ministry of Transportation were not aware of the pilot project because there was no money to advertise it. So we yeah. met with a lot of resistance back when we uh, when we brought that container of bikes in. Yeah, it was it was exciting. It was scary all at the same time. Yeah, you know what? There's two distinct customers that are buying e-bikes. Um, there's the Finally, we're, we're making road inroads with the cyclists, but they're, they're a totally different customer than that 40, 50 year old that walks through the store and wants to go out and get some exercise. You know, if you go out on a pedal bike and you get tired and you get disenchanted, you'll put it in the garage, you'll never use it again.
you know, it'll probably cost you 700 bucks. Um, and that's cheap. Uh, but if you go out and buy an e-bike and you can have a ton of fun and yeah, you'll get tired, but you still have that, that bike to bring you home, you're going to use it more. Yes. Yeah. Now, Pete, the, you're also dealing with mobility scooters. And uh, I know there's a supply chain problem because all during COVID, uh, every, every, I mean, lumber, uh, hot tubs, soft tubs, every, every, uh, everybody's affected with the supply chain. You are having some trouble with um, uh, keeping stock in now and getting new stock. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and it doesn't look good for the whole cycling industry, and that's bikes and electric bikes. Uh, but there's a lot of industries that are going to be affected by shortages. Um, it, it's just, I don't know what it is, but in combination with our factories shutting down in China and COVID, and then I guess the tensions and the overbuying, because you got to admit, people got handed out a lot of money. You know, there were scooters being sold. There were people on disability that really didn't give a rip that got their $2,000 serve payment. And that bought them the e-bike. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question about mobility scooters, because I know with the aging population, there's a lot of uh, people watching may have mums and dads that uh, want one or have one. Yeah. What is yeah. the What is the maximum speed? Uh, and I'm talking legal, not one that's beefed up yeah. what, for safety. What is the maximum speed that a mobility you know, scooter can do? Maximum, and, and I really, I, I skirt most of the mobility, the medical mobility that I sell um, is, is a 24-volt machine. Uh, top speed, I think the maximum is about 14 or 15 kilometers an hour. I'm not sure what it is by law for medical machines. Um, but again, we also have three wheel mobility that, um, with no HST is a sidewalk mobility scooter for maybe someone that's had a stroke, um, or they're younger, they've had a hip replacement and they don't want to be on that 12 kilometer mobility scooter. They have something that can go a little bit faster. Okay. And the difference in batteries now, I remember it was all lead acid at one time. Uh, what is a common battery for a mobility scooter? Is it still lead acid? So, yeah, just the smallest mobility scooters will uh, use the lithium batteries. Uh, and that's the little travel scooters. Um, your best way to power a mobility scooter still is with uh, lead acid. It's, it's the cheapest uh, route to go. They are heavy. Um, but that also helps, you know, when you have an elderly person that's a little unstable, it's nice to have a nice heavy base uh, that they, they can't tip the machine over so easily. Yes. Now, what's the, a lot, a lot of people don't have access to bringing their mobility scooter indoors. So if it's in, and I know batteries don't generally like the cold. So tell me what the, uh, what is the routine for if you're parking it in a garage, uh, and you're, are you allowed to plug it in and keep it plugged in? So mobility scooters, uh, there are a lot of people that do and being a 24 volt system um, and, and very like the, between an e-bike out of China and, a, and a, even a mobility scooter out of China, the, the technological differences are, are completely different, right? Um, but it's very safe to leave that charger plugged in and 
just let it top up. It, it goes into a slow charge mode and we'll just trickle it when it needs it. Um, it gets a little more uh, sketchy when we have the higher voltage e-bikes with more batteries in there. Uh, and then you can run into problems if you leave that charger on. So you're referring to like with the e-bikes, it was a 48 volt battery? Yeah, and, and typically our e-bikes are, you know, our most popular e-bikes are 60 volts. Uh, we still sell 48 volt e-bikes. Uh, and then the market I'm not in are the 72 and up. It gets a little bit dangerous with the high voltage, uh, but there are benefits to running the higher voltage. I just kind of don't think it kind of goes in with a 500 watt limited speed uh, electric motorcycle, yes. You need high voltage. But. I know there's a big variable difference because uh, in terrain, whether there's a lot of hills, whether there's a lot of wind, the weight of the rider. But if there was an average of how far you can travel on a mobility scooter, what would be, yeah. would you think would be an average? Well, you know, some of the small ones only go 15 to 20 kilometers, but that's still a long way uh, because mostly, you know, they, they have hard rubber wheels you're not going to use a small mobility scooter as a, as a commuter, right? It's something you would take with you to a show, um, to a mall, uh, and use in a shopping setting or in the home. Uh, the larger scooters, they can do 50, 60, 70 kilometers distance. Uh, but again, it depends on the power, the weight of the rider, uh, just like e-bikes, right? And, sure. and e-bikes, the pedal e-bikes, the open frames, so the ones that look like bicycles, yes, they have some of the widest uh, variables in range. So you could have an e-bike that would do 30 kilometers on its high power settings and would do 80 to 90 kilometers on the lower power settings. There's a, there was always talk, I remember, even with, uh, with our, our scooter style, but I'm talking more for the pedal open frame. Uh, is there any regeneration that happens or is it negligible? So the regeneration does happen, not on all bikes, because we're still using uh, internal geared motors uh, to give us the torque. Uh, but the regen really helps with braking uh, in bicycles. I've just done a tandem bike for someone. And you can, uh, you know, <laughs> conservatively four times the brake life of your regular caliper brakes when you have regenerative braking available. So we're not using it really to extend our range. We're using it to help our braking ability. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and of course we do custom bikes. So if you have a bicycle that you love, we'll put an electric motor on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but you want to budget, you know, you want to budget 1500 to three thousand dollars okay okay and i think that's a good like my folding fat bike when it comes back in stock is going to be eighteen hundred dollars a nice step through with hydraulic brakes uh rack and fenders is probably going to be around the 26 so you know by the time you throw tax in you're looking at about three grand uh for a real nice bike with a warranty um and can you get it cheaper on the internet yeah, probably, but you still got to put it together. So. Yes. Well, I listen, I it, when you and I were partners, it was the perfect uh, uh, partnership because I was the marketing end. I was the one that booked the shows and you yeah. and I would work the shows together. And I remember we would split a container 
and uh, we would work the show. And if we got any leads, if you remember, you would handle anything from Airport Road uh, uh, West, and I would handle Airport Road East. Yeah. And if I had a problem with uh, with if I had a customer that had an issue and it was making a noise, uh, I remember especially when FaceTime came out, I was able to uh, I was able to put the phone to the uh, to the e bike, and you could diagnose it quite often <laughs> on what the problem was, you know. And uh, and that's why our relationship really worked out well for all those years, because anybody that had an issue, I felt very confident that you knew what the problem was and how to fix it. So do you fix, uh, it's not just the bikes you sell, people bring you in, will they bring you in any bike? Oh yeah, you know what, I do have to watch out what I'm, what I'm taking in the shop because availability of parts, uh, but we can usually take any bike and still upgrade the control system and the display system so they have a working bike again. So if they have an older bike, we can get batteries rebuilt for them. Um, but otherwise, there's thousands and thousands of e-bikes out there that you can pick from. And you, all you have to do is do a Google search on the internet. And some of them look great. And some of them are Canadian designed. Everything's sourced in China. Sure. So there's not. There are uh, assembly companies in the States that make high-end bicycles. Okay. Their frames are made in Taiwan. Their components are Shimano components or SRAM components, all high-end components. A lot of those components are made in China. So they have factories full of frames. They don't have the components to put on the bikes. Right. There's no gear sets. There's no brake sets. There's no rims. There's no tires. Wow. I still haven't got tubes in. So it's, uh, it's going to be the year of MacGyvering people's bikes. Yes. To keep them on the road. Now, does anybody ever bring you in just an, a regular bicycle to fix? Yeah, I've been I've been uh, dabbling with servicing bicycles. A lot of uh, bicycle shops will not service a bike that was bought at Canadian Tire, Walmart, because it doesn't matter what you do to those cheap bikes. You can get them running like a top, and then two days later, they're they're back to crap, right? Because yeah. they're cheap. They use cheap components. Um, I stay away from the high-end bikes, right? I, I'm not going to touch a carbon frame suspension $12,000 bike, okay? Probably. I love e-bikes. Yes. I love e-bikes. Yes, so do I. Uh, Pete, let me ask you one more question um, uh, regarding uh, scooters and stuff. Do, do you have anything in stock, whether it's scooter, e-bike? Do you have anything in stock now for sale? Um, yeah, I have, well, I have, uh, some trikes, uh, for sale or recumbent electric trike and, uh, what they call a buddy trike, which has a seat in the back for two toddlers up to 135 pounds in the back. Uh, that's all power assist electric driven. Uh, we have a couple nice, uh, power assist only bicycles, which means you have to pedal to make the motor go, uh, and of course, we're still looking for custom projects to do. Uh, we are expecting more stock to come in in May. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, Pete, can you, if people are watching this and they want to get in touch with you, because whether they, you know, Tr Toronto, we're only an hour away from you on a good day. And then yeah, there's yeah. Hamilton and Dundas. 
where can they reach you? Can you give us your website and uh, phone number if you yeah. want? Yeah, my, my website really is, 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 is not a, a great place for a lot of information. It does give you a feel and it does give you directions to the store. It's Golectric, G-O-L-E-C-T-R-I-C.com. Uh, you can reach me at golectric at gmail.com. Uh, best is send a text or give me a call at 905-512-2816. Perfect. Well, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk. And uh, I look forward to uh, scooting out there one day soon and saying yeah. hi. And I love yeah, my, you know I love my <laughs> uh, stuff you gave me uh, with your 3D printer. It's on my desk now, all of it. <laughs> well you know what we're doing bike parts custom bike parts with 3d printing it's it's not good for everything but there's a lot of stuff uh that 3d printing is helping us with so that's exciting you know what we're just enjoying it we're having fun um and we get to ride a lot of fun bikes <laughs> that's right pete really great talking with you again i'll talk to you soon okay thanks larry good talking Bye. to you